Vala Mogulis, everybody, and welcome to another Movie Guys podcast special episode, reactions and reviews to Game of Thrones, and holy fucking shit, his name is Aegon. Yep. Right? That was huge. And I kept thinking, uh, I can't remember the, the band that sang, that sang it, but, and the walls came tumbling down. We're joined by, <laughs> by our friend of, uh, of, of the network, Adam. Yes, yes, I'm uh, sorry, I forgot to introduce Adam, our friends, our friend <laughs> from the, <laughs> my bad, our, our friends from uh, For Your Distraction, uh, he's on this episode once again, he joined us a little earlier in the season, Adam, my, br- my man, my, my brothers without banners, what, well, do, you, what uh, do you think of I, I didn't even, I didn't even notice you forgot to introduce me because I told you before, I'm still processing this whole damn episode. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to process it. I'm trying to think about it. Like you're you're talking about like hey like Aegon and everything like that. The most surprising part of the episode for me was uh, the um, Sansa slash uh, Littlefinger. Well, let's thing that we oh, let's start from that's the, the most from, surprising to me. Let's start from the beginning of the yeah. episode. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, what, what happened at the beginning? It wasn't. It was something happened before they got to like King's Landing, right? Well, they not really. I mean, we sort of opened the episode with uh, with the Unsullied. And, oh yes, yes. Yeah, we opened the episode with the Unsullied there, and 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 Brandon and Jamie are talking, and they basically say that they're fucked, and then the uh, and then the rest of the army shows up, and then everybody comes together, and where's where's uh, Danny? And of course, she flies on her dragon. We all know she's going to fly on her dragon. I'm gonna and I I'll have to say that moment wasn't quite as tense. As I thought it would be. I thought there'd be a lot more shit-talking going on. I mean, there was some, but there wasn't quite as much as I thought there'd be. The really only moment of banter was between the Hound and the Mountain, and, you know, he basically told him to go fuck himself. Well, this is the first time that Cersei has seen Tyrion since before he escaped after he killed their fathers. She's just pissed off. She's just angry. Uh, Tyrion is not his sarcastic, happy-go-lucky self. He's all business. He's all business. He's like, look, we got to do shit. Like, th- this needs done. We don't need it. The most amount of uh, shit talking you get is from Euron. That's that's the most amount of shit talking you really get. When he when he steps forward right before Tyrion, which is to, expected uh, of his character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this when they finally pulled the box out and they were revealing uh, the dead soldier. I swore because I've seen this in storytelling. I swore the soldier was gonna be dead. Yeah. Like it was gonna be so far south. It was so far away from the Night King. I swore they were gonna open that, and all that was gonna be there was gonna be a dead body. And then Sirius is gonna be like, "Oh, you know, you you bring me a dead body, you call this proof." Blah 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 blah. I mm-hmm. And the second he kicks it over, and that thing fucking scrambles out of there like he's a ferret trying to get out of a cage. I'm like, "Oh shit!" There yeah. he goes. Yeah, that was yeah, uh, like, that was a really cool scene. Big big. Yeah, scene when too. she comes up. Yeah, it was big when she like. And she's—you can tell in her face she changes her thought process, like she's actually scared. And she mentions it later, but she's <laughs> legitimately scared. And then, of course, Acting. Jon Snow fucks it up through his honesty. Uh, again, true, true to the dude's character. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's just like, "God damn it, Jen! Why you gotta be such a fucking puss?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion says, "Haven't you tried lying?" Yeah, that's uh, so yeah, that, like, that was a that was a good scene too. You got uh, you see a lot of it too, and then, uh, and then you have this moment where Cersei and uh, Tyrion uh, meet too, where Tyrion's just like, "Well, it's it's got to be me. 
I gotta be the one mm. to go do it. And uh, we get some some really cool moments. I, I, I want to see, I feel like the mountain is really being underutilized. Like, he really needs to have more attention. He is... He is amazing. He is a fun... <laughs> I want to see him fuck shit up. Give him a, a yeah. Valerian blade, you know, and, and let me see what happens there. How much do you want to bet that when they go, if the mountain comes across the Night King and, you know, with the rest of the army of the dead, he turns sides because technically he is dead, come back to life. Well, like, no, that's no. What I see. he's not gonna. He's Isn't not. They're he? not gonna encounter each other because the mountain is going to stay with Cersei wherever she's at. And as we we discover later, she's basically baited them into in, into a uh, a strategic sort of moment for her. Like she baited them into thinking that she was on their side and yeah. is going to basically go and take back everything. Now stop. Well, now. What, what I'm I, what, I, what, what, real, real quick, I just add to yours and then you, then you can finish. Uh, I had, uh, the consensus I think online is that he is not completely dead as he was dying from uh, Oberon's poison. Uh, um, then uh, Quiburn saved him. So for he's on the brink of, of, of death, and he was able to suspend whatever poison's taken through and, and kind of... So he's not technically dead. He's he's just kind of in, like, a limbo. Okay. That's... I mean, my only thought for us is, like, yes, I, I remember they were talking about how Cersei just lied and she's not going to take her armies up north to help them out. My whole thought process was... Now that the Night King has his own dragon, and you, we saw what happened at the end of the episode, and they, they now are officially walking past the wall, they're walking south, I don't see the North holding them back. I see them continuously getting pushed back until the armies go south. Sure. Because you have that you have that moment where Jamie leaves Cersei when he uh, sticks to his guns and he said, basically, I, I made a promise, I intend to keep it. Like, no matter what, and he's riding north. There's that moment where you put, he's putting the glove on his arm or on his uh, gold hand, and there's a mm-hmm. snowflake that comes down. And he just kind of looks up. So, winter's coming down there, too, obviously. Like, it's yeah. making its way down there. And I, I just don't see the fight staying in the north. I see the uh, Night King and his armies pushing Jon Snow, Danny. I see them pushing farther and farther south. You know, that, that well, that, scene if with, that's the case, Jamie... then, then that means that everybody in Winterfell is dead. That scene with, with Jamie and Cersei, it was intense. Well, yeah, well, people in King's Landing were most likely probably just kind of, they're probably going to die anyway, either by dragon fire or, yeah. by, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But that scene was amazing. It was very high tension because Cersei is, is now, again, time and time again, proven herself to be so unpredictable. And not just unpredictable, but vindictive in just beautiful and imaginative fashion. Like, for her to just say, no, you idiot, Euron didn't uh, just do that because he's a bitch. He went to go uh, get the army that I paid for that's about to just say fuck all of you and take it all over. Like, amazing mm-hmm. plan. And at that point, too, you could see, like, almost a breaking point in Jamie after all this, too. And then you think to yourself, oh, yeah, that's right. Kingslayer is getting pissed at the at the current royalty at the current head right now. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I never so, even thought of it like that. You have the mountain bearing arm, and mm. you you have just this this moment of stare down almost of just like what the fuck is is gonna happen next? You know, like anyone could kill anybody right now. When when Cersei gave the the nod to the mountain and he pulled out his sword. 
I thought, oh no, you're gonna fucking kill off Jamie fucking Lannister. Oh, like I. Yeah, I was I was equally surprised at that moment as I was when they first stabbed Jon Snow. Yeah. Right? Like I thought he I mean, I thought he was going to die. I thought that they had taken away one of the greatest characters in this show, and he does. He ba- and, and then he you know, he basically says you're bluffing. And she got called out on two bluffs tonight, by the way. Tyrion said that she didn't believe that you know, he said have her have him kill me right now. Both her brothers, and yeah. And she didn't do it. Yeah. And then uh, and then Jamie said, "Okay, well, you know, I don't believe you," and walked past him. Talk about so the balls. Got... Let's talk about the balls on Jamie Lannister to say that to the woman that he loves, his own sister, his own flesh and blood, the the child that she's carrying that's that's his, and the balls to be like standing right next to the mountain and say, "All right, do it. Are you gonna do it? You gonna do it? Just just do it if you're gonna do it." Yeah, that's a, yeah, away. that's that's exactly what happened. He he basically said, you know, if it is what it is, you're gonna have him kill me, kill have him kill me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, at that point, I think he's so convinced about what the and, and rightfully fucking so uh, with the after what came out of that box and seeing everything. Right. Quiburn got a hard on uh, as soon as he saw yeah. that. He, yeah, he just perked yeah. right the fuck up, and he's like, "Oh, oh my, oh!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gra- he grabs the hand, and then John does tell them how to kill them. That was a surprise. I thought, you know, I thought he would just basically say, "Look what we've got," you know. I'm not asking you for your help. I'm asking you for a truce. You know, we will fight later, but l- don't come advance because we need to do this because we're all gonna die. This is a guy who's not lying. This is a guy who's yeah. saying, "Listen." I'm not here as a friend or an enemy. I'm here to let you know that there's a threat and we are we're here to recruit. Like we we found a way to kill him. We we know this. We we're sharing all this information with you because it's that bad. Like What's Yeah, like- and in true Cersei Lannister form, she says, "I will help you if you King of the North remain neutral." And Jon Snow says, well, I really can't because I've already kind of sort of – I want to eat her out, so I can't. And, <laughs> and then, then that turns everything. That was the moment. He says he, he's already bent the knee. Nobody knew that he bent the knee, by the way, until this yeah. moment. So that was, that was kind of big. And, uh, and then obviously Tyrion goes in and you know, begs, and she comes out and says that she's going to help. You know, but – Obviously, we find out later she's not really gonna. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting storyline for next year. It's like it's like and, I said in the last uh, when I guess on the last episode that I uh, guess on the war is going to happen and it's going to be Danny and Jon Snow sandwiched between Cersei and her forces and the army of dead. They're going to be sandwiched. They're going to keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed till it's like, well, now we got a fight on two fronts and we don't know what to do. Yeah, you did. You called it. You really did call it. I did not see that happening. You absolutely called it. Cersei's a bitch. Of course, it was gonna happen. <laughs> Even worse, she says. But can I just say, like, as much as and like this this season completely to prove it. As much as I really hate Cersei, like just mean to some cold blooded. Like, there's black hearted, but then there's cold blooded, and she, you know, like those are compliments to her to both. And uh, it's just, I also. Love her the same amount. I think this episode is is kind of I'm, I'm on the bed when I'm just like God damn Cersei like 
you are you are just don't give a shit putting up a fight. I'm I'm on your side. Like I think I'm fucking team. I'm switching sides here, boys. I'm going team Cersei. Oh. I think on this one. Oh, like, I, I, oh you betrayer. You you super. I I she's just she's damn. She's got a fire in her. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I she's always got a plan. She has surprised me the most. I think this season. Completely, just utterly the most this season. She has, she has surprised me. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I agree with that to to a certain degree. Like, she's she's never been surprised by anything. And then when she was when this army, when this when they had brought the White Walker, like the yeah. White. So I, they, they she was surprised by that. But it didn't. It's like it didn't catch her off guard. She saw it as a moment for for strategy, and. She took full advantage of that. Well, this is the best part about it is that Jamie's going to go north anyway, and that's Lannister. That's a Lannister army. It's going mm-hmm. up north, and it may seem that the Lannisters are with this and they're and they're doing it right. Maybe we're to get around. It depends on Jamie what he tends to tell them, right? Like that's that's his going to be his part. Is he going to go up there represent Cersei and be like, "Hey, I'm here on behalf of her. We're here to fight you." Or with you, or is he going to be like, "Hey, listen, just let you guys know after this is done, Cersei's got a real big army, just going to wipe you the fuck out, like just waiting for you." You know. You know, I wonder. I wonder if Cersei would have changed her tune if she knew the Night King had Danny's third dragon. I wonder if she would have changed the tune a little bit because she's expecting that the North, uh, the Northmen and Danny are going to march on the White Walkers, and she's expecting. Either they're going to win, but they're going to take a lot of casualties and she'll beat them easily, or they're going to lose, and therefore all she has to do now is just fight this one enemy. I'm just curious, because if if Danny loses, then the, Night, then the Night King has two more dragons on his side. Yeah. Uh, plus, a bun- plus a full next army that she gets from the Dothraki and the Unsullied in the north, plus her current army. I wonder if... I'm curious to see if she, if, if she knew that they could take the dragons too, if she might have changed her tune just a little bit. If she would have said, "Well, we can't let that happen now," yeah, it's... yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think that uh, you know, I honestly, and going off the conversation, you know, I don't think she would have. You know, she seems like she's absolutely set, dead set. She knows that the fight's coming, so she'd rather take her chances that they beat the Night King, and their depleted army is now easily defeated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because so, uh, she basically, she says, but we're going to die anyway if they win. So, you know, this is the only shot we've got. Can we talk about the color scheme in these recent, this past season, these past couple seasons? Because I didn't notice it really until this episode, whenever everybody met up at the arena, everybody was talking. You've got the, the cloaks, you've got Jon Snow, you've got Danny and her garb. Why is everybody wearing black all of a sudden? Everyone is Every wearing black, yeah. single person, the, the knights, the from the north, Danny. All of a sudden, everybody's wearing black. It, it just threw me off a little bit. I'm like, that's that's uh, that's a little weird. Yeah, I didn't I, really I, realize it. Odd choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I honestly don't know. I didn't uh, expect the answer. I just I, I was bringing because it sounded weird. Well, let's move on um, to uh, Winterfell. It's going up up, up yes. north there because a uh, uh, big yeah. big doings uh, happened there too. We got some uh, justification of what happened there. Like that that was a uh, well. I don't know. Did you guys see it coming or not? It was the only Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. 
Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's the only it was the one thing when Sansa turns on Littlefinger and she says, Do you want to answer your crimes? Uh Lord Baelish or whatever. He like uh that I jumped out of my seat. I was like, What? No, wait, seriously? Like that's what's happening now? Like what a fucking trickster. Yeah. Like she played him at his own game. Like it was it ended with him on his knees begging her, like, look, I, I, loved, I loved your mother. I care for you. I loved you, you know? Don't kill me. Like, the trickster got tricked hard. Yeah, building building up to that moment, like, he was sitting with, with Sansa and was giving her a couple of pieces of advice, not thinking that she was planning what she was. None of us were. And when they sort of, when they called Arya in, that was kind of big, because I thought, oh, like, we're gonna have, we're gonna see a big death here, and we did, but not <laughs> the one we thought we were going to get. Arya, or excuse me, Sansa took everything that she'd ever been taught by Cersei and Peter Baelish, and turned it against, uh, turned it against him, and everyone in there knew, and nobody trusted him, but yet he was somehow, you know, he. And you're right, he begged. His begging, continued begging, was like. That's what I thought I'd get out of him. When he was when it was over, that's literally exactly how I thought he was going to go, and it's exactly what happened, how how he turned out. And talk about the ruthless of Arya. She just walks right up there, just pulls a knife out, quick slit and just puts it away and walks away. Just I was another, like, Holy shit. Just another that's day. Heartless. Heartless as hell. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with the fuck with the dagger. With the dagger. Oh yeah, Came yeah. To bite him in the throat. I mean, that's a that's a sweet dagger. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just she was just itching to use that thing too, and and of course, fitting that it be that one that that kills him, right? And of yeah, course, that's... he had he had the most surprising look on his face when Bran opened his mouth. Uh, there and it is, he he... the exact line he told to his father when he pulled the knife on him. He had that look on his face, like. Oh shit! Yeah, he's like, "How the fuck did you know?" Yeah, he's just like you're saying. He's just like, he's he's at judgment, like completely right there. He's he's at the judgment, and he goes to his knees. Bran, like we we finally get this going, where where Bran is is starting to, well, tell everybody like, "Hey, everybody, I've seen everything. It's time you should know this. Sit down for your private meeting. I'll give you your fortune." You know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting part yeah. about this is that towards the end, when he was talking to Samuel Tarley, which I'm very happy that those two met, and it's almost like Bran gave him the scan. It was just like Samuel, I've seen your story. You're bad. You're such. Sit, sit down, Samuel. Like you're yes. just. You're yeah. okay with us. Yeah, you're. You are friend. Please sit. And there was... then tells him everything about what's going on. You know. It, there was, was something. There was something funny about when they first met up in Bran's room, and he's like, "Oh, I'm." How he's Sam's like, "How do you know all this?" He's like, "Oh, I'm the Three Eyed Raven," and Sam's like, "Oh, okay." I don't know he's what like, that is. Yeah. Yeah, what does I, that mean? I like that Sam is just at the point where she's like, "Yeah, sure, you know." Yeah, he's like, "Fuck it." Apparently, that's a thing too. All right, I'm here we go. At a point where it's just everything's happening. So, um, yeah, I believe everything. What I wanted to bring up though is that when he said that. Brand said something interesting, or rather did not say something interesting, where he said, I see the the past and I see the present. He never says the future. He says past and present. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a huge line, because he doesn't, apparently he doesn't see the future. He only sees 
the past and what is occurring now. He sees everything except or, what or has not yet occurred. Does he see the future and he's not telling anybody? Does he see the future and he's just playing out fate the way he needs to play out fate? He's not giving anybody any more information than they need. Maybe he does see the future and he's worried that if he does tell somebody, everybody's going to hound him. And like, is this, is this the right course of action? And people are going to second guess themselves all the time and they're going to want him to constantly be there telling them. Like that could be a possibility too. He might. He yeah, might. That's look, a good point. He might know that how the series end. He might know how the war ends with the army of the dead. We don't know. Yeah, but if he, well, maybe. But if he did, don't you think he would tell people, at least those you know around him, this is what you got to do. Like, just don't let a thousand thousands of people die. Just you know. We don't. Ever if, since Brand became the three-eyed raven, I don't think he's as connected with humanity as he was before. I I think of him more as Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. That's kind of how I think. Oh. Like he's not as connected with humanity as he used to be. He still likes humanity. He still likes his family. He loves his family, but he only—I think—he only gives them the most amount of information that they need to do what they're doing now. You know. Well, like, he, like he's going to help, but if he knows that they're going to die at the end, like if he knows he's going to die at the end, he's still going to play. Uh, he's still going to play Destiny out the way it's supposed to be played out. So because of this, though, you have. Another very powerful shot uh, when Arya is walking into the the first hall, and you see Sansa and Bran both at the table, uh, great fire behind their parents' table that you've seen, uh, you know, Ned and Caitlin at Catelyn at, at, at so many different times too. Like that's a powerful scene there because it's it, it's respectable. Like when, when you turn turn the corner and see them there, it's almost just like oh shit, what are, what. What do these two have to say? They have poise. They have presence, you know. Now, and uh, they're they're not children. They are they are the leaders of, of Winterfell. It's a great shot to have too. And uh, Arya with such confidence too. And it's almost like uh, when it first happened, you see the men kind of closing in, and you see her kind of counting heads there too. You're thinking to yourself, you know, like, can Ar- I bet you Arya could probably take us, you know, or get out of here. Oh yeah. And then she's like, that's that's how far that so- she's come. So now that we've gone over the, re- uh, the, the episode and we've, we've sort of reacted to a couple things, I mean, let's talk about the end too, but included in that, I want to know what you guys obviously thought of the, the season and then where do we go from here? You know, like, what are they going to do? Adam, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the, the endings, the, the three endings where Jamie leaves and then the, the dra- well, actually there's two, I'm sorry, I don't know why I said three, and then the dragon tears down the wall at Eastwatch, and you've got the walkers walking through. You know, tell me about that moment, well, and then where you think we're going to go. Well, we didn't talk about Theon Greyjoy at all, either. Oh, do we want, do we want to do a Theon thing? Because, like, that moment to me was was kind of, you know, eh. Mm. Honestly, like, I wasn't, well, I didn't, I... All right, well, when it comes to Theon Greyjoy, I thought, I thought the moment at the end when he goes back to his men that were getting ready to sail to some other island, you know, kill the men, take their wives, all that bullshit. I thought that was a powerful scene in the evolution of Theon. He's He wants to take control of them to save his sister, not so that he can rule or so he can become king of the Iron Islands. He wants to save his sister because he regrets everything that he's done in the series so far. He, I think, I, I don't like Theon because of the things he's done in the past and the bastard that he was, but it was kind of a moment of growth. For Theon. It was kind of the moment where he's like, I can't be afraid anymore. I can't fear what Ramsay Bolton did to me. I have to just do this. 
You know, my sister risked her everything to save me. I have to do the same. Guys, I have been putting my chips on Theon. I I have been telling you this, and I told you this a while ago. I mean, I've been telling this. I'm putting my chips on him. There's a reason why he gets screen time at such late-in-the-game pivotal moments in the story here, too. And, like, uh, you know, for, for what reason? Why? Like, I, I want to know why. And he's still alive. He's He was around since season one. He's still here. So... Something is keeping Theon alive. I'm willing to bet that he's going to overcome, he's going to save Yara, and there's just, you know what, uh, I mean, I don't know, something might happen there, but I, I feel like he's going to be the true Ironborn. We're going to see some great things from Theon. I want to see some shit from Theon. I, I think it's going to happen. I, I, I'm i thinking something's going to happen. So that's, you know, that's where my money's at. I, I'm sure that we're going to see him to be kind of a great ally he was confirmed to start today. So Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I didn't even think of him that way because, <laughs> you know, he's become to me an ancillary sort of thought you know, character yeah, know. sort of thought process. You say that now. Like you just boys, I know you're both I know. I was there with you, yeah. brothers. We'll we'll see you next yeah. season when he grows a new penis. <laughs> yeah. I just, well, that I mean that that fight the fight at the end was kind of funny because he was getting his ass whooped, and then the dude like went to knee him in the nuts, and it's not there, and that's when he won the fight. Do you think that would hurt that more? Was, I mean, if it was just kneeing a nub, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so because I mean, what hurts the, is when you, you ever it, get hit in the nuts. Like when you get the hit nuts. in the nuts, like that sucks. Yeah, but it's the ball. But if right. you don't have them, yeah. I I just I don't think they give him enough screen time for me to give a shit about him that much. Um, it's kind of like Sam. I like Sam as a character. I don't think he gets enough screen. He didn't get enough screen time this season, at least, for me to really care about everything he's, he's done. I like him. I'm glad he's back in Winter. He's up in Winterfell, and I'm glad he's there to help Jon Snow with the Army of the Dead. He just didn't get a lot of screen time this season. And I think that goes the same way with Theon. Well, you know, pretty much after the his fleet is destroyed and his sister is captured, he gets like almost no screen time. They're they're rushing this shit along. Like they got a lot, they still got a lot to go. Yeah. And now yeah. we're gonna have to wait possibly two years for a uh, a finale. Yeah, we don't. I don't know exactly what they're gonna do yet because they're doing they're doing six episodes, each of which are gonna be an hour and a half long, like this one, and they're going to basically, you know it made film and, and understand sort of a, a part of it. If everything goes according to plan in order to film, edit, and basically per perfect each episode, it's going to be four or five months per episode. So we don't know, are they going to do like three and three where they give us, because it's going to take a year to film three episodes really. Do they yeah. give us three? and then film the other three, or do they do all six at one time and not give us an episode for two years? So I don't know what they're going to do. I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's the first one at least so we have something, because otherwise we're going to be sitting here for two years waiting for the finale. I mean, but whatever. Uh, I, I'm willing to wait for all of them. I'm willing to wait. Yeah. There's a lot of people yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they're I'm just, I just have no patience. I just have no patience whatsoever. I want. I want to be able to. I, I love Netflix because you can stream the whole season right, right at one moment. I hate waiting, and this is just another one of those things. Like, I, not, not only do I have to, I have to literally wait two years, no matter what, for six episodes. Yeah. 
That's super frustrating. I don't know if they're going to even announce. I, if I were them, I wouldn't really announce a specific time period when it was going to. Because if you think about it, how many people have HBO Go accounts strictly for Game of Thrones? Like, there's probably uh, a lot of people that got to HBO Go for staying up, by the way. Like, probably yeah. high traffic servers, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's you. There are probably more HBO Go or HBO Now subscribers. Like I'm, <laughs> I do HBO Now, which because I don't have an HBO account, right? So I I buy HBO Now. There are probably more subscribers to those two streaming things than there are actual HBO. So yeah, hands off, hands down. Like they didn't fuck it up. That's they have they've had record levels of people streaming at one time. Uh, yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Top comment here says that Bran Stark uh, obviously subscribed to HBO Go and watched all the past seasons. <laughs> so, all right. So, okay. So, I, I did. I did glance over that. I didn't even think about it because his character and his fights to me mean nothing. But I, it is. A, it is a pinnacle standpoint. But you know. So the the two finales: Jamie leaving and uh, the Night King with his dragon taking down the wall. Uh, what did you, Adam? What did you think of that? And where are we going? What's the, what are the next six episodes going to bring us? Um, I'm happy that Jamie's coming to his senses and realizing that Cersei's just selfish. Like he still loves her, but he realizes, like, look, I'm a knight. Like he's been fighting that Kingslayer name for years and years. He's been fighting the idea that he's some kind of traitor, and he's trying to stick to his honor code. He's trying to. He's trying to say, I made a promise. He said, I made a promise. I intend to keep my promise that I made. I'm going to fight uh, with the North. Because he, he's, Jamie's looking at the bigger picture. He's not, seriously just looking at, like, our family, you know. you got to keep our name, you know, powerful as it is. Jamie's like, well, there's, what about life? Like, what about the dead? Like, we're going to rule over a graveyard. Is that what you want? So I'm real happy about that. Um, as far as the Night King go and the dragon, I thought that was really epic. Um... I'm actually I, I saw it coming whenever he re resurrected the dragon in the last episode. But I was expecting a giant battle at the wall where or, uh, walkers were climbing up the wall and they were trying to take him down as in this big epic battle. But nope, Night King shows up, the dragon, and just takes out the wall. Like, I thought it was pretty amazing that he did that. I I liked it. Um, as far as where we're going with it, it's it's like I said before. It's Danny and Jon Snow. They're gonna have their army sandwiched between the the White Walkers and the South and Jamie's gonna go up and join. So now Cersei's got to make a choice: Do I take up? Do I kill my bro my brother, the father of my children? Do I kill him, or what do I do? And I'm sure she's more than willing to kill him. She's already got a baby in the oven. Like she's like, all right, I, like I'm ready to go. Yeah. So already got it. Already got it solid. That's a little fight here, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, my man, what do you think? Uh, a lot's happening here, and I'm excited for. The, the war that's finally happening. Uh, I'm assuming that Tormund is still alive, that he was in the other part of the wall that did not crumble. Um, and we him, hope. Him and Beric, I think, are still alive, so we'll, we'll see how that do. Maybe they can run across the wall <laughs> all the way over to the Castle Black. That's a long run. That's all, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, well, whatever. When you're stuck on top, there's really nothing else you can do. So, uh, I think that would be fucking dope. The whole line with Cersei is fucking dope. Uh, the incest, we got to see some incest here, boys. And, yeah, uh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. I mean, there's First really part of incest since episode one. Yeah, some, some deep incest. We got to see some, some ice butt, man, some snowy uh, uh, Jon Snow 
Saint John Sand, John Aegon Sand now, Targaryen. Yeah. Um, you know the heir, the the rightful heir to the throne's butt. We got to see the king's, <laughs> the king's butt, <laughs> the king's and the butt. queen in the queen's butt. I I miss her titties. I want to see her titties again. They were great. Right, I'm paying her enough for that. <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's but uh, guys, let's be honest. Um, biggest hype for the season is Clegane Bowl confirmed. Yeah, they basically said that we're going to do this, but now's not the right time. Yep, Hound went right up to the mountain's face. It was just like, you know, get but hey, get your tickets. This is it. Yeah, you know who's coming for you. I would like for them to just do that. Be like, you know what? Aside from the show, we're actually going to do this at the MGM Grand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and charge, charge, charge McGregor Mayweather money. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, yeah that actually would go. Be like, All right. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah, I, that fight went exactly as the way I said. I called it. By the way, I want. I actually won money on it because nobody believed me. That I said Mayweather's gonna let him come at him for three rounds, uh, three or four rounds. He's gonna he's gonna then he, he's gonna test his uh, offense. Then he's gonna test his defense, and then he's gonna knock him the fuck out. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, but, uh, so my my thought process, you know, I think we, I think we've got a long way to go and not a lot of time to tell it. So I don't know exactly how much, how much story we can we can actually fit in here. Like, there, I mean, there's not a lot of story left in the sense that. We know that there's two fights left, minus Clegane But there's the fight in the north to save the world, and then the fight for the Iron Throne. And now that we know that Jon Snow is Aegon Targaryen, the rightful heir to the, to the throne, what's going to happen between the two of them when Bran, who's assumedly going to tell everybody the next time he sees them, which we know Danny and Jon are heading to Winterfell, you know, is he going to say, listen, you're actually the rightful heir because you're the oldest son's oldest son, right? Yeah. So it's, it's actually your throne that Danny's been trying to get. So uh, th is that going to cause some tension? Probably, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, that's the only real level of intrigue that I can see because we know – I mean, basically – it's television. It's the it's the visual medium that we all know. Like the good guys are going to win in the end, but you know, at at the same time, that makes me a little nervous. I'm I hope that they did not kill off Tormund. They've been known to do that, but he's a, he's no, like the he one a, character. He, he would get a better death than that. That wouldn't be a write off. Mm -hmm. He would definitely get a better death yeah. than that. I mean, shit, he almost died last episode, and people were uh, at the edge of their seat with that. He yeah, he if he would have died that way, off. that. Yeah. Right. If that would have been his death, although I don't like that they would have killed him off, I would have been okay with his death because he went off kill fighting the fucking whites and then got drowned. Like that would have been okay. Um, you know. But all in all, I think this season was probably the best season. It was shortened, but I, this season was the best season that they've had thus far, and that's got to be by design, right? A lot. You know, it's supposed to be season. that way. Yeah. It did. Listen, he's not he's not gonna die. He has to go and have big burly babies with Brand of Tars so they can rule the world, so Yeah, yeah. No, not Hound <laughs> bangs her first. Oh, oh yeah, there was a there was a moment between the two We're of them. A little bit of flirt, a little bit of flirt flirt. Yeah, like they respect each other because he killed her because he almost killed him, or she almost killed him and he survived. So they're like looking at each other and they're like, There's a little little bit of respect there. But uh, you know, 
we want to thank all of our fans for listening to our uh, our reactions and reviews for this season. Uh, we've got a lot of downloads out of it, and we're so happy that you guys like listening to us. We're just a couple of guys who like to get drunk and watch great TV shows and movies and then talk about them. That's what we do. And, you know, this is a raw reaction video, or excuse me, a raw reaction podcast uh, to this episode. Uh, and I do want to announce that uh, it's not 100% confirmed, but we are probably going to do a Walking Dead reaction show as well. Uh, Jordan and I are probably going to do that this season. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, anybody that likes, uh, you know, that likes us on Facebook, you can find us at Movie Guys Podcast, uh, at Be Real Network, also on Facebook, on Twitter at Movie Guys Pod, and then of course the place for everybody to listen to our shows, Movie Guys dot Movie Guys Podcast dot Podbean dot com, or of course Movie Guys Podcast dot com. Again, thank you all so much for listening to the uh, to us this season, and Valor Magulis. <laughs>